The following is a very special best of Eye on Real Estate with Douglas Elliman CEO, Dottie Herman. Got a question for Dottie and her team of experts? Send your emails to radioshow at elliman.com. Now on with the show. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. I'm Dottie Herman, and I hope you had a wonderful week. You're listening to Ion Real Estate, and we are the only show on talk radio um, that is all about real estate and all the millions of things that we have to do with real estate. And as I said, we are thankful the real estate industry across the country really let us held up right through the pandemic and after the pandemic and it's on fire nationally. And, you know, everyone, I always said people always want to own real estate. It's the American dream, but I think the pandemic made it even a bigger American dream. Um, I'd like to introduce my co-hosts, Senior Vice President of Citizens Bank, Ace Bonasuparp. Good morning, Ace. Good morning, Dottie. Good morning, Stephen. Morning, Ace. Right. And we want to talk about, you know, Ace, some of the things that have come up that I that people are reading that, you know, people are worried because the rates went up a little, but they shouldn't wait because they could really go up. And then I think last week we promised that we would talk about uh, 15 year mortgage versus a 30 year mortgage. You know what? What? Which one's better? What should what what kind of mortgages should people look for? And maybe you want to might mention some other type of mortgages that people are not aware of because they think, like all of us, that 30 year mortgage was like for so long one of the only mortgages you could get, or that, or an FHA, or you know, or government. So I think it'd be nice to go through some of the different things that people can take advantage of now, uh, and are. Uh, the co-host, Stephen Ebert, who specializes in real estate law, both residential and commercial. Stephen is a partner at Casson & Casson, LLP. And Casson & Casson, LLP has offices in Manhattan, Westchester, Dallas, and Phoenix. So if you have legal questions or a dilemma about real estate, please give Stephen a call. And we're at 866 I also want to thank Citizens Bank, which works with Douglas Elliman as a preferred lender. Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions. And we always thank them for their continued support. Um, They also support their customers by providing an integrated experience that includes mobile and online banking and a 24-7 customer contact center. They also have a COVID-19 resource center. And uh, they understand what people are going through and all the concerns that they might have. And they're all very different and the stress. So sometimes just picking up a phone or sending an email and and finding out some answers will put you to ease or feel like you don't have to wonder anymore. You've got the right answer. And one thing I've learned over the years is like we all like to ask our friends. So you'll ask somebody and they'll give you what they think and everyone gives their what they think and they're trying to give you good information, but they're not experts. So when you want to know anything about real estate, you should call us on the show. Um, and when it's financing, Ace, and when it's legal, Stephen, and when it's real estate, me, um, or someone who's a seasoned professional. I mean, your friends can give you an opinion, but... Many a times their opinion is not fact. It's just an opinion. So um, with that, I believe that we have, a, I think that we have a short show today. I don't see mentioned, but I believe it's an hour and a half. So if you have any questions, you need to get them through early. You can also reach me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram or email me at Dottie at DottieHerman.com. 
And you can follow our new Facebook page for Ion Real Estate for exciting news and more. And hopefully we're going to be doing podcasts very shortly. We're trying to set that all up now. And since we all uh, have day jobs, you know, we're, we're really trying to make the time to get this so that we can take our real estate shows and give you pot, put, give you them on a, on a podcast form so that you can actually see us and listen to us. And you know what that means? That means I have to look good on Sunday mornings. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm not. I'm just going to look the way I look. But Saturday mornings, I'm so happy. I don't have to, I go, oh, thank God I'm on radio. They don't have to see me. So I don't have to fix my hair or anything. I have it in a ponytail on top of my head right now. But I guess that will have to change. But remember, if you have any questions, call us at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. We'd love to hear from our listeners. So I like to always start off by current. Like what went on this week? You know, I, I try to look at the, the most current things that happened during the week um, to keep you up to date on current information. And so one of the good, a lot, lots of good news, nearly 90% of metros across the country saw double digit price gains in the fourth quarter. Uh, so price growth, the whole prices went up. I mean, sorry if you're a buyer, but um, whole prices went up um, in 20, at the last quarter of 2020 and mortgage rates and inventory levels both hit lows, meaning the interest rate went really down and the inventory also went down. So there's not a lot to choose from. And that was for the National Association of Realtors. In January, the sale of new homes rose 4.3%. And remember, we were coming through and we we're not done with it yet, but hopefully we're seeing maybe a light at the end of the tunnel. But we really came to a year that when I think about it, I, I really think I was listening to the trial. I feel like I, those of you who might be too young to know it, but I used to watch a show when I was a kid called The Twilight Zone. And they would have this weird music and they'd say, you are now entering the Twilight Zone. And when I think about 2020 and I think about hearing about the virus for probably the first time sometime in the beginning of that 2020 of the year. And then all of a sudden being on lockdown, which I, I was said, Oh, that'll be like a month or two. Never did I imagine that it would be this long and it would kill as many people. Um, it's really pretty incredible. And it's something that'll be in history books forever and ever, or maybe not books. I don't know if they'll have books anymore, but um, we've all been, through a lot it's not over yet hopefully we are going to see it get you know the cases are down nationally which is all good but I just want to say to all of us uh, who survived this this was a tough year for everybody and so you know give yourself a hand and you know give yourself some credit for all of those who lost loved ones and friends our hearts are with you. This was really a tough one. And we hope that we just stick with this plan. And hopefully, I'm hoping and that by the end of the year, we should be at some kind of herd immunity. I'm hoping. But, you know, Dottie, I think <laughs> your, your point, if, if I can tell you, I think your point on the Twilight Zone is really an apt one. Because, you know, you're seeing all sorts of different, um, you know, elements going on right now. People are concerned, are people moving around, but the activity in deals, movements on rates, which I know ACE will cover, but I'll tell you, it's, it's interesting. It's really about getting the right information at the right time, because I, I put this out there. Anyone who's going by information that they heard three months ago as to what's going on with contract signs and market movements and where, they're woefully out of date. Um, so I, I think you're, you're spot on uh, with that comment. Yeah. Well, and, and look, even with the virus, everything changes. Every day there's something different going on or something changes. So it's really important to stay up with it because, you know, every, every day, so this is a world that we're living in now where things change on the minute. And um, look, all the decisions you make, and I think everyone has to make decisions that are good for them, but at least you want to have the right information when making decisions. Uh, and that's what Ace and, and, and Stephen and myself try to do, give you all of the information 
again, when you read something in the papers or or something in a magazine, you know, you can't cookie cutter the information. It might be the information, but it doesn't mean it's the right, it's best for you. And that's where you have to look at the information that's current. What are they doing today? And then look at your situations and your goals and maybe your age. Um, and then try to find the right, right route for you to go. And believe me, when I started this business, life was simple. I think they would tell you, oh, show three houses, you know, show a great house, a not so great house, and maybe a a runner up and pick one and they'll pick one. And people would like look at six or seven houses and pick one. And sellers would give you listings. They didn't ask, how are you going to market the house? What are you going to market it? There was no internet. There was no virtual tours, you know, and you had to actually go to the office with your, I mean, it's weird how things changed. When I started, People would actually drive to the office and it would generally be a Saturday or a Sunday because their husbands were home. And obviously, when I started 20 something years ago, wives didn't make decisions without their husbands. And I'm not saying that that, that's a financial decision that if you're buying it together, you both should make together. But that's how it went. And then the wives would come during the week sometimes, but then they would bring the husband back. And then, of course, when they were borrowing money from their parents, they had to bring the parents back. Okay, so it was a whole process. But as far as the mortgage, as Ace will tell you, there really wasn't much of a choice. You didn't have to be sophisticated. There was either a 30-year mortgage, and I believe there was um, a GI mortgage for veterans, so a VA mortgage, which was no money down if you were a veteran. And then there was FHA, which is a federal insured mortgage, which has little, little money down. And, and your credit doesn't have to be as good, which Ace will talk about a little bit later, because a lot of people don't utilize FHA, and I think they're making a mistake. Um, but it was simple. And real estate, and, and it was really, and people then pretty much bought real estate as a home to live in. I very rarely had somebody say to me, look, I'm buying this home. I want to raise my family, and you know, these are the schools I like. And how and how much do you think this will be worth in five years? Or what do you what do you think this will do? You think how much do you think this will appreciate? Is this area people didn't look at residential real estate as an investment so much? They looked at it a place to live and raise their families, or you know, whatever. But now people really look, look at it to live and raise it, but they also look at it as an investment. It's a lot of money. It's most people's largest investment that they'll ever make. So, and it's gotten very complicated. Okay. And it's hot. Look, I have agents on all these shows. I mean, I have the million dollar listing and, uh, you know, in California or New York and people love, well, and then there's a million home improvement shows. And there's a million decorating shows on how to decorate your house and how to take the, uh, uh, like a, a dumpy house that you got for cheap and how to just make it to a palace. So everyone's interested in it. And I always say, oh, well, I'm blessed to be in a, in a profession that I do love. But I also think that real estate is the universal, is a universal language. Everybody wants to hear about it. Um, so when, with that, I'm happy about for Manhattan that their luxury market had their strongest three weeks in, in six years. Now, if you recall, you know, as the city started to come back, the luxury market really took a bigger hit because they had a lot more inventory. But 36 homes priced at $4 million went into con- and over went into contract last week. And that's a great sign. Um, of course, they're discounted from what they were, but people are coming back. Uh, You're seeing younger people come to the market because they can now afford it. And, you know, when I step back and I kind of look at everything and I say, well, we were at our peak before the pandemic and it was really a city that it was hard to really afford to live there. And then if you had a family, uh, you were probably living in a small apartment that was tough for a family to live in because there was no space and I think maybe it's a good thing the prices came down a little. 
to make it more affordable and to allow more people to enter the city. So that's all the good news. I want the bad news is Manhattan job losses were the worst of any large county in the U.S. So um, we're working very hard in New York to try to bring jobs back. Um, I think I was reading, maybe Ace, you would know this, but I was th- I was reading that they were trying to with the restaurants allow them to only have to pay twenty percent back, something like that. They had something about they're trying to help the restaurants out. And it didn't happen, but they're proposing something where they only have to pay. That's that's well, actually what, what they're proposing, Dottie. And, um, you know, okay, so what is that exactly? I was reading about it. I thought it was good, but I was reading about it. What is that exactly? It, it's the second wave of the PPP program, Dottie. And if um, if you lost more than seventy five percent of your overall revenue on the year before, they're looking to waive um, a lot more than the first wave. Um, it hasn't been passed yet; hasn't been approved. But they know that the restaurant um, industry is sort of the backbone of every single economy, right? So they're they're doing everything that they can to help the industry out now with the new vaccine. Um, people are saying, economists are saying that the hospitality industry will come back stronger than ever, not only restaurants, but, you know, cruise lines, airlines. So it's, um, it's very, it's, it's very bright for the near term future, Dottie. And that's why um, we've had such a um, crazy, crazy week as, as it pertains to interest rates, the, the volatility in the stock market has definitely impacted interest rates. And the um, consumer confidence in terms of expenditures and spending has definitely increased. And that's where, and and that's where I think we're going to see a rise in interest rates, which, you know, to a lot of folks, they may be panicking, but it's a great sign that, you know, the economy is recovering. So, you know, I, I think one of the things that I wanted to talk to the folks on this, on, I guess, to our listeners is that we've been talking about low interest rates for almost now, Dottie, I would say five <laughs> years where where we're always, you know, nobody has a crystal ball, but we're like, you know what? I think this time rates are going to go up. But I, I, I truly think the pandemic, that was the rock bottom of where interest rates were going to go. We were even discussing negative interest rates. But by the end of this year, rates are currently around 3%. But by the end of this year, we're probably going to see 3.5%. So if you were thinking about purchasing, if you were thinking about refinancing, this is really the window of opportunity, Dottie and Stephen. I I would really emphasize for our listeners, and and a lot of them have listened, and they have called, and and we've done great things for them. But this is the time. If you're hesitant and you're thinking about refinancing your mortgage and you haven't done so, you're going to miss the opportunity. So I just want to emphasize to all of our listeners you know, really just look at what you have on your mortgage statements, inquire with a banker, call us here, and, you know, we'll try to help you get, get a low rate because it won't last forever. And that's something that, that we know as a fact now that we're, we're going to see increasing, uh, we're going to see an increasing rate environment in the near term. So. Ace, I was reading, it says, to your point, if I could just, then it says, now that mortgage rates are surging, this was an article, are Americans making a big mistake? And they say that as mortgage rates suddenly shot, shot to heights, which is still low in my opinion, but they have yeah, not seen very in low. months. Okay, homebuyers who are on the fence and homebuyers who still haven't refinanced to slash their monthly mortgage payments will be filled with regret if rates go higher still, which is how the sign appears. And they're saying that the mortgage demand took a dive because of that. However... They are absolutely saying what you're saying. You know, everyone's they're saying that, you know, but you're going to take a risk of even higher mortgages down the road. Correct, Dottie. I mean, if you're not taking action today, um, you're going to regret it, right? So the biggest thing for you to do is at least inquire and just equip yourself with the knowledge and, and options, right? So. Okay, when we come back, we're going to finish speaking and then I want to talk about the 15 year mortgage, but I want to with us in New York City News. We'll be right back to listening at Iron Real Estate, 866-970-9622. 
Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Each week, I delve into the minds of some of the most inspirational and influential people in the world. From health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being, Changemakers join me to provide the tools needed for personal and professional growth, improved health and well-being, and self-empowerment. Conversations with Joan connects the dots between mind, body, soul, and spirit. Start your week on a positive note. Tune in to Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, you can listen to it across all major podcast networks. To learn more about Conversations with Joan or the Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life brand, visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. You know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for you two for one low price a two for one low price plus free shipping 800-651-0798 use the promo code am970 or go to mypillow.com make sure you use the promo code am970 giza sheets two for one low price plus free shipping 800-651-0798 promo code am970 This is Dennis Prager along with Mike Gallagher. We both are excited to return to the Holy Land this fall and hope you'll join us from October 27th through November 5th. I can never get enough of the great state of Israel and its historical significance, especially this year. Join us for a life-changing experience. Israel is opening up to travelers as the country gets back to normal. Dennis and I have planned out every minute of this trip in detail with Salem Media Group and our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. We're confident by October our trip will be safe, and our team is on hand to answer all your questions about deposits, health and safety, and much more. Experience unforgettable cuisine, insightful lectures, and extraordinary sights only Israel can provide, all with fellow like-minded travelers. Travel again this year. Go to StandWithIsraelTour.com to register and have all your questions answered. Call 855-565-5519. Call 855-565-5519. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. The following pre-recorded program is an encore broadcast. No phone calls will be taken. The following is a very special best of Eye on Real Estate with Douglas Elliman CEO, Dottie Herman. Got a question for Dottie and her team of experts? Send your emails to radioshow at Elliman.com. Now on with the show. Here's Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. I'm here with Ace Bartosupar, our financial expert, and Stephen Ebert, our legal expert, and myself with real estate, CEO of Douglas Elliman. And we have some quotes, so just wait two seconds. We'll get you in a minute. Uh, However, we were in the middle of just finishing up something that Stephen was talking about as far as what you guys should look at in determining, you know, where we are today. Steven? Yep. Yeah. So want to you know want to warn people: be very careful on statistics, and you're never going to see the exact bottom. And when you hear things, and right before the break, when we we're talking about some of the media articles about you know saying that you know rates are jumping up, they are moving. Don't get me wrong, but also we got to think about numbers in proportion, right? If you have a 30-year fix that went from 2.875 percent to three and an eighth or three and a quarter percent. Those are still amazing rates. But what I view is, and I've been telling my clients, this is the warning sign. You never know when you hit bottom on rates or on price until after they start going up. And keep in mind, you, people are only so nimble. If you're looking for a new place to live or an investment property, you need time to actually take a look, conduct your due diligence, and also coordinate with your other responsibilities if you have a lease or you're trying to sell another property. So really keep in mind, if you're looking to take action now, there is a lead time of some months. So be 
very, very careful and make sure you're talking to your correct team so you don't really miss that window. Good point. Really? Great advice, Stephen. Yeah, it's great advice. I think we have some questions. I think we have Jay from Staten Island. Good morning, Jay. Thank you for calling Good. on real estate. Good morning, Daddy. Thank you so much, you and your panel. I have a question. I have a two-family house. They're both rented upstairs and downstairs. I offer one month-to-month lease. My tenant upstairs was arrested 10 days ago. He's still locked up, cannot make the bail. I spoke with his legal aid lawyer, and I asked, what is my disposition if he, does, if he gets locked and stays in there? What am I going to do with the place not being used? Meanwhile, the following day after his arrest 10 days ago, one, one of the lawyers, uh, a paralegal, came by. He gave the keys to my other tenant downstairs to take care of his um, animal. He has a pet upstairs. So we're taking care of the pet upstairs. So we have possession of the apartment. We have the keys. The, the, the tenant gave us the keys. Now, he's still locked up with a high bail. His next hearing is March the 9th, I believe. It seems like uh, he's not going to get out that easy. I speak with the, his legal aid lawyer, and she tells me we just have to wait to see what happens. I said, what am I going to do with the apartment? i got to get possession of my place. i got to be put whole as I, wa- as I was before. Meanwhile, Tennant is a nice person. He's single, but he hasn't paid rent for five months too. So once in a while, every other few weeks, he comes out with $200. I mean, he owes me over $5,000 rent. I was nice enough to him to let him stay. Because, you know, he doesn't um, abuse the place. But something happened, I guess, in his life. What is my restitution? What, what, what is my next step if this guy gets incarcerated? What legal course of action? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's more, more, yeah. So, And you've been more than fair. Yes, yeah, Stephen, so, you want first of all, sorry. Yeah, first of all, sorry yeah. that you're going through all this difficult time. Yeah. Um, the problem that we have right now is that the normal legal mechanisms that one would have prior to COVID are, are not quite in place. Um, unfortunately, you really cannot bring the eviction action at this time. Um, exactly. and, and really, um, we're in a holding pattern until May, unfortunately. I'm aware. And yes. that could change yet again. Um, yes. But that, that's the unfortunate situation. Um, yes. Other thing, keep in mind, is that the legal aid attorney does represent your tenant. Now, they're there for that criminal matter, not necessarily there for the landlord-tenant matter, but keep in mind that their obligations are for that person, not for you. So keep in mind when they're telling you things, that's the perspective they're coming from. The other thing is, and you use a very important word when it comes. Word, excuse me, when it comes to tenancies, is the word surrender. Right? You said the word that he surrendered the keys. Now that's a yes. very important statement. When someone surrenders the keys, that is part of the action of termination the lease and surrendering them. However, I'd be very, very cautious. Yes. What it sounds like from what I'm hearing. Again, we're only hearing right now on the radio. But it doesn't sound like he's necessarily surrendering the keys. Rather, he is giving the keys to the neighbor so that way they can take care of the pet. Right? That's like telling a friend you're on vacation. Would you mind taking care of things while I'm gone and I'm intending to return? I'm not giving up the place. So be very cautious because you do not want to have an issue under New York law where you misinterpret and inappropriately act and then – take, you know, act towards his property and, and the space. Um, you know, I, I think you got to get more information and probably yes. what it sounds like, given the fact that this is someone who already had financial issues beforehand, you may want to yes. consider seeing if you can have some sort of dialogue to see if you could work out a deal to remove his property in, in a gentle way in coordination and authorization from them and maybe just have it vacate and say, look, Maybe it make, works best that we just work out a deal. Tell me where your stuff can go. Maybe have a friend or a family member take it, and let's just call it an end. Because what's going to happen is, assuming the courts reopen in May, but that may change, there's going to be a massive backlog. This, there's going to be probably tens of thousands oh. of cases 
it's going to be a complete mess. Eviction. So, Landlord you know, course, you yes. have to make the personal business decision. Yes. But sometimes we have a, a phrase in economics, sunk cost. Sometimes you're better off cutting the cord on this, just being done with him and trying to get a new and better tenant in there. Um, so, yes. yeah, but unfortunately, Stephen, right. Yeah. No, I have a question. Because, Stephen, even if the guy wasn't in jail, okay, he doesn't have to pay the rent. Okay, until the end of May, right, or June. Well, I'm, I'm going to rephrase that statement slightly. You can't force right. him to pay the rent, right? I mean, That's technically, the, the he owes the rent on the first of the month if you have a first of the month lease, like most leases are. Yes. It's month just month, that yes. right now, due to COVID, you cannot take exactly. legal action to enforce exactly. that. So people are getting away it, with yes. this for now. Yes, It doesn't mean... Yeah. And I put this out there for all of our listeners. It, there's, it doesn't mean that there won't be a day of reckoning. And I've warned people. I said, look, right. this is designed but, but, as a temporary but, mechanism to help people in a pandemic. But it doesn't mean that it's free rent. And one day there will be a day of reckoning on all these old rents and everything. So be forewarned. Yeah. But, Stephen, I say this every week. And this gentleman that Jay has living in his apartment who has been nice and has allowed him not to pay rents and be late or, and skip payments. This gentleman, even if he's a nice man, does not yes. seem, and I don't have the facts, but he doesn't seem like he's going to have the money to pay when he gets out of jail because obviously he's not working. And unless he up, gets they, like they, uh, mm -hmm. uh, an allowance or, you know, for rent, they, they, it doesn't look like he's going to have the money to ever pay uh, Jay no. back any money. I mean, it just doesn't no. sound like that. And, and, and you know, so, so they put that's bail. what I'm, 30, I'm hearing, you know, and so. Yeah. No, no. They set, they set, uh, do you feel the same way, for, Jay? Oh, they set his bail for over 30000 and the legal aid lawyer tried to persuade the courts to lower it. They only lowered it by one dollar. And uh his crime oh is a God. B felony burglary. I don't know what the situation is. I have no idea. But she tells me all these things. I said if I could help, I'll be willing to come down and, you know, help. He's a nice man. But he still owes me money. And if he cannot make bail, his next court hearing is on the ninth of March. And it doesn't look good that they're gonna release him. It looks like he's gonna to have to put some time. That is my question. If they give him, let's say, six months, one year, locked up, uh, the apartment, you know, there's gas and, and electricity, you know, of course, he pays it on his tab. But uh, the apartments, I mean, uh, I'm going to stay another six months without pay. While meanwhile, he cannot make bail. He cannot come out. Or he's going to be incarcerated, for example. I don't know okay, what's going to happen. Let me just wrap it up in but this. Steve is right. Steve is right. He, just, I have to wait to see what happens. Yes, please. But also you need to, I think, the other thing is I encourage you to make also some, think about different scenarios. If he is someone who will be incarcerated for a period of time, you know, you may want to say, think about it and say, you know what? Sometimes yeah. we need to take our losses and move on and exactly. keep that under consideration yeah. and, and make the smart business move for you. That's what I would do. Wait till March 9th, find out what's going to happen. If he's going to be in jail for a substantial time, I would try to make a deal, say, look, I'll forgive the rent. You didn't pay. You don't owe it to me. I'll, you know, how, I'll, I'll just get your apartment back. That's what I would try to do. But I'd wait till March 9th and find out the result of that hearing. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish uh... is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> when you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. 
Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation, as you know, has been supporting our nation's heroes and their families since 9-11. And to mark 20 years this year, the foundation is giving 120 mortgage-free homes to Gold Star and fallen first responder families with young children and catastrophically injured veterans and first responders. To honor America's fallen heroes, the foundation's chairman and CEO, Frank Siller, is walking from the Pentagon to Shanksville, Pennsylvania, and on to ground zero. His more than 500-mile journey through six states in 42 days begins August 1st and fittingly finishes on 9-11 at Ground Zero. It's a moving tribute. The foundation is bringing back Towers of Light to the memorials at the Pentagon and in Shanksville in September. Help America to never forget America's greatest heroes. Do good, please, in their honor. Please help out. It's only $11 a month. It goes to T2T.org. It's just like that. T, the number two, and then T.org. So proud to tell you about the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The following pre-recorded program is an encore broadcast. No phone calls will be taken. The following is a very special best of Eye on Real Estate with Douglas Elliman CEO, Dottie Herman. Got a question for Dottie and her team of experts? Send your emails to radioshow at elliman.com. Now on with the show. Here's Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. Remember, we have a short show today. It's abbreviated. It's only an hour and a half. So if you've got questions, make sure you call us early, 866-970-9622. I'm here with uh, Stephen Ebert uh, and our ace was two-part. We try to cover all real estate and myself, Dottie Herman. So you have the legal end, the financial end, and the real estate end. What more do you need? Okay. But I think I have another caller. If he's still on the line, I have Victor from Brooklyn. Uh, Victor, are you on the line still? Hey, Dottie. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to talk to you and everybody. I, I listen to you every week. It's a great show. Um, I guess to be real quick, I, I own okay. a house in uh, <laughs> I own a house in, in uh, Brooklyn, a two-family uh, outright, and my mom has a life estate. And it's uh, it's it's getting tired. It needs a roof and needs some various improvements. And I'm looking to do a small mortgage on it. And my mom is in agreement. And uh, I, I the house house is owned free and clear. I have a POA. Uh, I've, I've we've been approved for a 30 year three and three eighths. The institution wants a new power of attorney specific to the transaction and photo identification for my mom, which she doesn't have. And she's in a nursing home. And she's 87. So. You know, this is kind of like uh, she may as well be on Mars. So um, uh, everything is fine. It passed through underwriting everything. But I just, you know, my estate lawyer says our existing power of attorney, which is full, should be fine. And, you know, maybe they could use bank statements or a statement from the nursing home or that the nursing home is willing to do a Zoom call with anyone to, you know, just to get her involved. So I'm wondering, should I should I start looking for a new institution that has different requirements or should I is there some different road I should go down? So so I can I can I can answer this question Um, now. In terms of the estate, is this still under her name and, and you have power of attorney, correct? Yes, I, I am on the I'm on the deed to the house and there's an endorsement way down that says uh, my mom's name, uh, life estate holder. 
Got it. Okay. Most banks will want to see um, the um, the transfer of the probate in regards to the heirs successfully um, transferred first. But if you have a power of attorney, most banks should be able to accept that. Um, they would just have well, to. Well, my, my name the, is um, actually on, on my mother. name is actually on the title. I'm actually on the deed to the house. Okay, so if you're so if your so if your name is on the title, they should be able to to refinance your mortgage with with your name on the title. I don't see why there there there's an issue there. If you well, want, because my mom is like, it's, we're, we're, are... we're doing the house as a joint loan you know, so because my mom has the life estate on it. Got it. Okay. So maybe maybe I'll I'll pick a little bit on this. A couple of things, and this is something I see happening a lot with uh, with also seniors. Um, one sure. using the life estate on the deed in in the title chain is a technique that some people have used for estate planning to make things mm. sort of sort of easier um, than maybe other devices. And as long as both of you sign on it. What, what legally a lot a lot of banks do have concerns about it, but as long as everyone sure. that constitutes the totality of the estate, meaning your mother and yourself, sign off on it, legally that's okay, and you do need everybody to be in agreement to sign off on it. So, to our sure. listeners in general, not not just you, when you have a life estate situation, you, you want to be careful to make sure everyone's on the same page because you could be blocked sure. from doing things just like getting a mortgage in this situation. Yeah. The issue that I'm finding is with a lot of seniors, and we've had this happen before, and, and I'll throw out some ideas on this, is the ability of people to get actually current, valid, and unexpired identification to the satisfaction yes, of the bank. Definitely, and particularly yeah. Particularly with seniors and with COVID being able. So let me throw a couple of suggestions that are out there. Um, sure. You sort of to build back identification. Um, yeah. One, if you go down the list, and you're in the state of New York, Yes, New York City. Are you, Brooklyn. What state are you in? You're in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay, great. Yeah. If you go to the DMV website, it will list everything you need to get the requisite number of points to then have enough to get a driver's license. And if you look mm-hmm. very closely on that list, you will see they sometimes, with other things, may accept documents that are expired. So, for example, in mm. a current passport gets you way more points than an expired passport, but an expired passport yeah. can help. Utility bills and things like that. But then also, you are able to, it can take a few weeks, but at no charge, you can. they may require an original Social Security card. You can contact yeah. the Social Security Administration. They'll send an original card to you. That will count as some mm-hmm. points towards this. And then also, if you go to records, um, and this depends on the age of your mother, because at a certain point, it's considered a public record where anyone can get it, or if it's yes. an earlier date, it's considered still private. Um, you can actually get a copy of her birth certificate. I, I actually have and one of those, believe those it or not. Pieces together. <laughs> okay, so if you have that, yeah. <laughs> that you know, you, you may be able to piece it. To, you may be able to piece it together. I think what you need to do is go yeah. to the loan officer and say, look. Let's have a dialogue here and talk about how can we piece together proof of identity. And we're going with yeah. some alternatives here. We get that it's outside of the box, but this is where it's so critical dealing with the right institution because you need to have a human being on the other end that you can meaningfully interact with, not just a, absolutely. a toll-free number. Yeah. Right? If you go into someone with now, a toll-free number, then you're lost. Um, yeah, yeah. On that. Well, maybe Ace can help him. Maybe- well, but I think Ace can really help him out. The only, you know, thing that comes to my mind, and this is not, doesn't sound like your case, but I had a call or call maybe uh, about a year ago, and I will never forget it. He had his mom, he was the only son, and his mom left him her home, and but she had a life estate. But he said she mm. was never, she was not there, and she wasn't able to really answer anything. She was like out of it. And she, yeah. she probably would live forever, and he was broke, and he couldn't keep up the property. So it doesn't right. sound yeah. like that. You just need her consent, right? You just need somehow for them to see that she's okay with it, like a nod. Ace, you can help her, can't uh, yeah. you? 
Yes, I, I was also wondering. She actually she has a bank account at a local yeah. bank. I was going to maybe try to do a mortgage through them because maybe that the ID hurdle would be out of the way. Yeah, you can try that too. Um, you know, give yeah. give that financial institution a call, and as long as she signs off on it, you shouldn't have any issues, right? So, but um, but if you now have the any, now the thing issues, is, since since you know, I have you can since I have a your name. I have a power of attorney for her for a full. So I like she she's I don't think I would need her signature per se. You know, she th- th- this is kind of like sort of I was that, you know, we were thinking to take care of things like this when she's basically unable because she's in the institution. You know, I could my, my power of attorney would act for her signature. Yeah, every bank problem. Yeah, go ahead, Stephen. Can I just say one quick yeah. thing and then I'm sorry to cut you off and say it. You need sure. to understand that powers, the law on power of attorneys are actually going to change in New York in June. Yes, but, I heard. Um, under the current law, that the problem is this. The current law says that New York State chartered institutions must accept the power of attorney. Most banks mm-hmm. are federally chartered and federal law preempts uh, state law, so they're not required to. And the banks yeah. can overlay risk um, requirements. Yes. So the bank might yeah. say, wait a minute, you seem like a really nice guy. You have this document, but, but honestly, you're taking out yeah. money in this house. You say you're doing it for good purpose, but your mother's nursing home. We're a little concerned. And what you're looking at a cash out refinance, banks have layers of additional risk protection um, sure. because there are additional concerns. So I'm not saying sure, sure. that it won't work, but a lot of times banks have very, very specific policy of powers of attorney. And you're in the category where the most concern where you're pulling out cash um, and you're using the power of attorney for the other person who would be the the counterbalance to that. Correct. Yeah. 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 Well, I I think you can work this out. And so like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not an attorney. I'm not an expert, but I've been around a long enough time. So I've heard some similar things. It sounds like, you know what? It's a pain in the neck to go through the whole channels. But if you push, because I find with these things, if you don't push and push and push, it's easier for them just not to do it. Uh, but you yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I can't be the only one that's going okay. through this. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, no. you're not. Yeah. No. And if you have any problems, I would give Ace a call, leave your number, and, and he'll get it through. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for the help. Right. It's great, show. I'll keep on listening. Keep us posted. Okay, yeah, great guys. Thank you so much. Because it would help other people. Have a great thank weekend. You, Dottie, you too, guys. Thanks. Caller, um, Angelo. Thanks, Victor. Thank you. We have another caller, Angelo from New Jersey. Morning, Angelo. Or Hi, Angelo. Morning. Good, good morning. <laughs> thank you for taking my call. I have uh, some interesting questions about. These new marijuana laws that were invoked in here in New uh-huh. Jersey. First of all, I don't know how. Huh? First of all, I don't know how it ever got passed because federal law overrules state law and local municipality laws, and the federal government considers marijuana still illegal. That's number one. Number two, I spoke to the people that wrote the articles in the Jersey Journal this week. They say, oh, well, you can smoke it and this, that, and all. But landlords like myself that has a four-unit building in Jersey City, um, we can be probably sued because we will be um, violating the tenant's rights, basically. And nobody has an answer on this question. Even the people from the city in here in Jersey City, they have no idea uh, uh, that uh, uh, one of those, you know, they start stuttering. So they yeah. passed this I law think that's and... a big problem. Let me tell you. I, I think uh, that's a funny. Let me tell you an interesting story. I was uh, in Colorado. I was in Aspen skiing. And for some reason, I decided not to take the plane to Denver. So I just drove to the airport, which was like five hours. 
And so as I was driving and I was talking to the driver because five hours is a long drive and you like have to talk to someone. And there's signs, smoke, smoke weed, smoke grass, you'll love it. You know, I mean, there's just signs and billboards all over. The driver was telling me, you know, I have a great job, he said, because state law in Colorado allowed people to smoke marijuana. The federal law didn't. He said, so people will be in my car. I will drive them to the airport. They leave all their drugs in the car because if they go to the airport, it's against the law because it's federal. <laughs> so nice. there is a big difference in federal. Okay. So he said, so I get, I get all the drugs for free. That's basically what he's telling me. And then when you go <laughs> in the airport, there's big signs that say, it's against the law in the airport because the airport is federal, but the state, you could just go to stores and buy them. So it's kind of screwed up in a way. Okay, you're asking a very interesting question. You're asking, is a landlord, uh, if he tells the person, you can't smoke marijuana in, in my apartment, are you violating the law? So let me let me address these points and it's a tricky situation because angel you're spot on if for our listeners let me just give a quick 30 second history to, to i can address it marijuana is a controlled substance under federal law it yes. has been it continues to be the issue started amazingly enough about a quarter century ago about 25 years ago california was the first state to pass a law legalizing medical marijuana. And that started the debate. And then you get into medical versus recreational. However, there is no distinction under federal law at this time. There's been discussion. It hasn't gone anywhere. What happened to make it a little bit more difficult, under President Obama, about eight years ago or so, he passed a ruling, an executive order, that said they would not interfere with what they would consider, I guess, marijuana operations, whether it's production or use or distribution, provided that it was in compliance under state law. So they never actually said that it became legal, but they said they wouldn't enforce um, and prosecute. Um, Under President Trump, he reversed that, and there were, um, the last couple of years, significant arrests in marijuana. Now, we've now been under President Biden for about a month. I am not aware of um, what he's done specifically, although he did pass an executive order basically saying all the Trump executive orders are reversed. But on this case, um, you know, Trump Trump, um, didn't create create a new law. So I think the best thing to do, I guess we'll come back after the break for the the complete answer. Yeah, you're going to have the first set up for the break. Okay. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.